Haskolar, the Assistant Dean of Students at ASU Downtown Campus. Today, I have special guests from the ASU Helping Hands Internship Program. Native Health is a local clinic that provides health care for urban American Indians, Alaska Natives, and other individuals that often need more than a doctor's appointment. Some of them need help getting a job or food or housing. When clients come into the Native Health Centers, students at Arizona State University are helping these patients find the resources that they need through an internship program in the College of Health Solutions. Today, we're going to be talking to the force behind this wonderful program. Hi, welcome to the Fuse Podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'd like to start this off by telling our audience a little bit who you are. So, um, Dr. Kaiser, would you like to start? Sure. Thank you for having us today. Um, so, I am a assistant teaching professor at the College of Health Solutions, and I am also the degree director for the Healthcare Administration and Policy Undergraduate Program. And this started as a way to try to find meaningful opportunities for students in the community. And um, we've formed a great partnership with Native Health. Daphne? Hi, yeah, my name is Daphne. I'm a former graduate student from the, in the Science of Healthcare Delivery. I received my master's back in May, and I completed my capstone here. I conducted a quality improvement evaluation on the Helping Hands program. Susan. Hi, my name is Susan Levy, and I'm Communications and Community Relations Director, and have the pleasure of working with these awesome people and Dr. Kaiser. Fernanda. Hi, my name is Fernanda. I'm a current student at ASU, majoring in Healthcare Administration and Policy. I will be graduating this December. Uh, I currently work as a Family Health Advocate with Native Health after I was hired during my internship, and I'm happy to be here today. And Paulina. Hi, my name is Paulina. I am also a current ASU student senior graduating in December with a bachelor's in public health. I am an intern. I just started this past May and I've been interning ever since. Thank you so much for being here with me today and telling our audience about this wonderful program. Where did the idea come from? So the idea came from, I went to um, Health Equity Conference and I heard about a similar program that was happening up with NAU and their public health department. Um, and so I looked around for a community health <laughs> um, agency that would want to partner with ASU. And Susan was fantastic and very interested in starting a program here. So that's how it originally started. Just a concept, an idea. And how long has it been in existence? So it started in fall of 20 with three graduate students who helped us kind of visualize and think through how the program would be implemented in practice, and then the first interns, Fernanda was one of the first interns, started in fall of 21. And how many people has the program impacted so far? Are you asking for about clients, or how many students have come through? Um, how many students have come through so far? Okay, so we've had six graduate students, um, and then we have, we'll have 14 graduate students as of next semester. Wonderful. Undergraduate students, sorry, 14 undergraduate students as of next semester. So in terms of like partners and agencies are involved, so you know, how many partners and agencies are involved in this entire process? How does it work? So it's just the College of Health Solutions and all of the different majors in the College of Health Solutions. So we try to broadly advertise um, the internship and then the graduate program, the Science of Healthcare Delivery, graduate students are doing a quality improvement piece, a program evaluation um, 
component of the of the program. So what is the process of Helping Hands and who can be served by the interns? So the process of Helping Hands, anyone, any patient or client that is part of Native Health um, can go ahead and come in and ask us any resources that they need. We have a whole list up there on housing, utility assistance, rental assistance. Some people just need food for the day. Some people are looking for shelter. There's just an array of information that we have and resources, not just with Native Health, but if they need some resources outside of it, we can go ahead and help them with that as well. And how many clients have been impacted by your work so far? I want to say at least over 100, closer to 200, just for clients that we actually sit down and take the time and email and go back and forth with phone calls. But from just people that gain resources for the day or food, it'll be more than that, like a couple hundred at least, yeah. In terms of like your day-to-day -day work, um, what are the type of challenges that you see? Um, it is very hard lately finding affordable housing. That is a very big one that I believe ever since COVID has impacted, I feel as if nothing is very affordable. So that's been a really difficult one to kind of help people with for sure. So when you reflect on your work, what is that one memory that's really stuck with you? So when I was an intern during the first couple of weeks, must have been my second or third week because I honestly had no idea what I was doing yet, I got a call from my supervisor, Susan, around 7 o'clock at night. Um, she called my personal number, so I knew it was important. And she called me asking for help with um, a client who needed assistance finding a homeless shelter. She had five kids and they had recently been evicted and were staying with friends and family, but they had exhausted the goodwill of everybody and were now on the streets. So I reached out to the, to the family and I told them that I would try to find them a shelter, asked them all their just basic information, personal information, how long had they been in the situation, what were the financial circumstances, and then from there I started reaching out and calling shelters. I called at least over 15 shelters and unfortunately none of them were able to help because most shelters, even if they're open 24 hours, they require an intake to be done in order to be accepted into the shelter and those are only done during business hours. So unfortunately, this family had to spend the night sleeping on the, not on the streets, but they were sleeping in their car for the night. The next day, I did call during business hours. Um, a couple of shelters, I called CAS, and I was able to get them um, top of the list for a homeless, for a homeless shelter. And because they were a family with young kids under the age of, um, I think if they're under the age of 16, they're moved up even higher on the priority list. And they were able to get shelter the same day. Afterwards, she was able to um, follow up with Native Health to get f further services for her and her children. She was able to work with Arizona at Work, which is a service we have here um, on site. And I haven't heard from her in a, in a couple of months, but as far as I know, she is stable and she's back on her feet. So this is a question for our students or, you know, our graduate student who, you know, who graduated from the program. What made you apply for this internship program? So for, to get involved at a, at a, for my capstone during my master's program, uh, we had an array of capstones that were offered. And I, I come from the Navajo tribe, so I've always been very passionate about, about indigenous wellness. And I had voiced that during my courses, and one of the professors had told me, you know, there is a capstone that is available. It's at Native Health. 
and we do serve the entire community, but we also serve indigenous people and a lot of the resources are culturally based and patient-centered. So I found that to be outstanding. I had also volunteered here. So I had established a little bit of a rapport here at Native Health with uh, the employees, helping hands. So it was a no-brainer for me to, to take this capstone and to choose this organization. Um, but I think that one of the most my favorite memories here was actually connecting with a member of the Navajo Nation um, and introducing myself in our language and establishing that co that connection that we share as indigenous people and that's through our language. So there was almost an instant trust there built between me and the patient and she was able to kind of let her wall down and let me know the resources that she need and, and needs. And um, I was able to gather and identify those social determinants that sh that were her specifically, because I think with a lot of different patients, their social determinants are different. Their education level, their their background, and you know what, what kind of resources that they need will vary. So I think that that was able to allow me to make that decision, and and it was an outstanding experience. I really learned a lot from this this uh, internship and doing my capstone. What about you, um, Fernanda or Polina? Um, so this internship, I saw that it was centered around patient health and social determinants of health, which I really found interesting while I was studying at ASU. And I really wanted to learn how to help these people. It's a lot more than just textbook of finding out what the social determinants of health are, but what's the next step? How do we actually help these people? So as soon as I heard about this program and Dr. Kaiser told me about it, Fernanda came to my classroom to do a presentation. I immediately contacted them and got in touch with them and I've been loving it here ever since. That's beautiful. What about you, Fernanda? Um, so I found this internship because Dr. Kaiser had sent me an email over the summer of that year, uh, summer of 21. Um, I had been, t I TA'd for her twice by then as a TA for biostatistics, it's a class she teaches. And she had reached out to me telling me about this wonderful internship opportunity, um, that we'd be able to serve indigenous populations and all members of the community, help them address their social determinants of health by connecting them to needed resources. And I was interested immediately and I followed up with her. And then that's when we started getting more into what needed to be done. So that's when we quickly realized that this was the first time this internship was being done at ASU with Native Health. So it was a lot of research, it was a lot of um, problem solving, and this was just in the first couple of weeks, and then over time I started to realize like it's a really great opportunity, and I was very grateful to have been able to be a part of that, and the only reason I found out about it was because of Dr. Kaiser, so I'm very thankful for that, because I never would have been here where I am today if that had never happened. And I do want to say, you know, all of these students are fantastic students. They're, they bring a lot. I mean, they're, they're fantastic students, but they're very compassionate and caring. And not only that, um, Fernanda is a Spanish speaker, and Native Health does serve a large Hispanic population as well, so has had the opportunity to you know, serve the population as well. But one of the unique things about this internship is it's two semesters. So in their second semester, um, for the undergraduates, they're mentoring the new cohort of students who are coming into the program. So 
it was de designed that way because I oversee the healthcare administration and policy program, as I said. And so it's a way for students to have that kind of leadership role where they're in charge. This is a completely student-led, student-administered program. So just recently, Paulina represented the program at our internship fair, letting other students know for the next semesters, you know, that this is available. And she has mentored the current cohort of students that are new this semester she'll be graduating, then those students will go in next semester and mentor the new students. So there's a leadership component to it, and I think that's been really important as well. Susan, anything you'd like to add? I think they are amazing. Um, I think they've made such a tremendous difference, and especially with our staff. So when they're not here, and they all know, um, I call them at all hours, call and text, but our staff come to rely on them, and they're the only ones that have that skill set here and they've done a tremendous job for the community. Um, people call and always ask, and I know the families that you're talking about, and you made such an impact in their lives. Um, it's hard to describe. I mean, they've done so much for so many people, and they're so dedicated and compassionate and true leaders, and um, we appreciate them more than you guys will ever know. You guys have been lazy. Yeah. So November is the Native American Heritage Month. What I want to do is I want to ask you an intentional question about how this internship program creates opportunities for diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what did your experiences through this program have taught you about diversity, equity, and inclusion? I think that this internship provides an opportunity for those who are in roles that we respect, those who we come to admire, such as Dr. Kaiser and Susan, to elevate us and to allow us to, because being a minority, you there's often the imposter syndrome that comes with pursuing a higher education. So when you have those who you respect and admire who have reached and elevated to such a level that elevate you and encourage you and support you on your journey that you understand and you start to feel like I do belong here and I can make a difference. So I think that this, this internship has done that for me personally. Um, so I think personally I really thought that this internship was only like Native American based, which I am part, but a big part of me culturally is also Mexican and I am a Spanish speaker. So seeing how there are some Spanish speakers and you can see that in their eyes, in their face, they wanna ask for help, they don't know how to do it, they, they're not sure if you speak Spanish, their English is very limited, and it's so nice to see the relief on their face when I respond in Spanish and they can finally pour out to me their story, let me know what they need, what they're struggling with, and it's really nice to kind of see those faces. Um, I think through the internship and overall my time at Native Health, because I still work for Native Health as a family health advocate, I really appreciate all the work Native Health has done to um, bring together diversity, equity, inclusion, to work hard to address these in our community. Um, for example, a couple weeks ago we spent almost a whole day translating um, a voice script for our Ring Central system, which is our voice me messaging system, because they stress the importance of making sure that our care and our services are available to everyone, including a big majority of our patients are Spanish speakers. 
and we so they don't have to go the extra step of requesting a translator we wanted it to be translated for them already and oftentimes whenever we write flyers or we write updates on our native health facebook page or on our web website page we make sure it's accessible and it's easy to read language so that everybody can access it everybody can understand it it's important to native health to to include all of our populations in our messages and i think that's the biggest lesson i've learned while i've been here and as an intern, I was able to help a lot of Spanish speakers um, who were afraid to ask for help, like Paulina had mentioned, but they would have the relief on their face whenever I would answer them in Spanish. Or sometimes people who um, are older and don't understand technology so well, they would appreciate it and would help them with, help them with setting up an email, setting up uh, things on their phone, um, or helping them do things here in person so that they don't have to figure things out alone on their websites at home. So I think that was the biggest deal to me was being able to help people who were afraid to ask for help and who were all in diverse populations. Can I add one more thing? Of course. So I also wanted to add with equity, I think that the, the Helping Hands internship, it screens for the social determinants. So we're starting to understand that wellness is not just within the clinical walls. It bridges outside to those clinical walls. So what this internship does is that that's the major component of the equity part where we screen them and everybody's circumstances are different so where someone might need help with utilities someone else might need shelter and someone else might just need assistance getting clothes to get a job or go to an interview so it, it kind of elevates everyone to the same level and really caters to their specific needs that's exactly what we mean when we talk about equity absolutely right? yeah so for students who are really interested in this wonderful internship program, where they can find more information? So we've recently updated our flyer and it does include Dr. Kaiser's um, email. It's also very simple to look up Elizabeth Kaiser at ASU and go ahead and reach out to her that way. And she'll go ahead and send you um, a list of questions and whatnot to get a feel of how involved you are, how the extent of involvement that you want to be in for this community because it does ask for a lot and you can just go from there. Yes, and there's no requirement about um, a student's you know, major or their own background. It's not required that they be a member of a tribe or Spanish speaking. Um, so all students are welcome <laughs> to the internship as well. And yeah, an email, that's how we start, just an email. Excellent, any final thoughts? that I can think of. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Of course, thank you so much for being a part of the FUSE podcast and telling the ASU community about this wonderful program. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And that concludes our conversation with the ASU Helping Hands Internship Program. See you next time.